Hello and welcome to Safari Conversations, the Singita podcast. Even though we've been around for 30 years, we're relatively new to podcasting. But we are storytellers by nature and we've got so much to share with you. Alongside our conservation partners, we've been busy exploring and protecting Africa's wilderness. So join us as we unpack inspiring, fun, and sometimes crazy stories where you'll meet our incredible people and learn all about the special places in Africa that we call home. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Welcome to Safari Conversations, the Singita podcast. My name is Sharon Mashira, and I'll be your host today. I'm a Kenyan journalist and content creator and actually a podcaster. So I'm going to be in conversation with my homegirl, my friend, Vani Padiachi, who I met earlier this year when I was at Singita Kwetonda in Rwanda. She's actually the head chef at Singita Volcanoes National Park, and she leads up the kitchens that prepare the incredible food. And when I tell you her food slaps, it's wonderful. So Vani, thank you so much for joining. It's so nice to, you know, hear from you again. You know, we have a lot to talk about today, including Singita's food philosophy and all this amazing sustainability efforts that come through the kitchen and the Akarabu Garden, but we'll get into that. But very quickly, why don't you start by introducing yourself? Hey, Sharon. I can't believe it's been forever yeah. I've last seen you. It was a journey then. It was a journey. So my name's Vani Pidiachi. I'm based in Singita Volcano National Park here in Rwanda in the Northern Territory, Really, it's in a magical space. I mean, I have three volcanoes that the lodge sits at the foothills of it. And every now and then, Mother Nature reminds us she's still around. We'll hear a slight little rumble. And I'm thinking, ooh, 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 ooh. I think we need to calm down. She's giving us a hint. And then what do we do? We go play in the garden. So I love that. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of rumbles and sounds, I want to just before we get into the conversation around Singita, I want to get to know you a little bit more. I want to know, Vani, what's currently at the top of your playlist on Spotify? <laughs> what are you listening to besides the rumbles of a volcanic mountain? Okay, so I'm <laughs> going to tell you, okay, my nephew, who is the mm -hmm. apple of my eye, he's currently writing yep. his final exams. So being the very spiritual person, I'm playing a lot of our prayer songs just to give him the subtle motivation and the subtleness of, you know, our parents, my late parents, wow. are there guiding him and also that the Lord is also guiding him because he's also one of those naughty little boys, <laughs> you know, at the age of 14 as like, you know, I'd rather play yeah. with the bicycle, rather play with the dog, go swimmer and instead of studying. So every day when I speak to him, I'm going, boo, what have you studied? How long did you study? He goes, as much as I'm praying for you, you need to put right. in the work. So currently it is our Gayatri Mantra, which I play every day. And it also calms me down. And in my hectic world of the lodge being so busy and so many moving parts, I feel calm and grounded with the Gayatri Mantra playing in the background. Wow. I'm going to try that one day. 
for me, I've actually been listening to the Sounds of Singita playlist on Spotify. Shameless plug. Everybody should check that out. And, you know, I think music tells us a lot about one another. So I just thought to get to hear what you've been listening to. Okay, next question, getting to know you. What is your favorite comfort food as as a chef? I'm really curious to know. For me, do you know... I'm a vegetarian. I became a vegetarian about mm-hmm. eight years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago. I started the process and eight yeah. years ago, totally vegetarian. And being in Rwanda, I actually am a vegan because I find the dairy in Rwanda quite cowy, goaty, so totally vegan. And for me, it's something that I would harvest from the garden and just come into the kitchen and just whip it up oh, and yes. chapati comfort food anything and i'm playing around we're launching our new africa food concept so playing with different spices from around Mm. the country countryside and also just in africa just using different spices and being inspired by that and making a curry like my traditional durban curry and with the chapati, chapati is the best. Mm, mm, Honestly, mm. chapati is I could like eat from the gods. Like, it I is, love isn't it? <laughs> and Vani, you've mentioned you're in Rwanda and you've been there for a while. So, how about you tell us some words that you know in Kenya, Rwanda? So, Mezaneza, uh, mm-hmm. how are you? Okay, karibu is a little bit of a mixture of uh, Swahili and um, it's also spoken here. And then inyama, because my staff, when when they see Meat Free Monday and Wellness Wednesday and they go, Mama Charity, where is nyama? Where is nyama? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Today we go vegan. I love it. When I remember learning, thank you, which is Murakose Chane. And it's Murakose my Chane. Um, thanks for telling us, you know, a little bit about yourself. I always like to start with a little icebreaker just so that, you know, we get to catch your vibe and just sort of get a sense of who, who you are behind the veil. But I'd like us to get into it and just chit chat more about you know, the culinary philosophy at Singita Kwitonda. What would you say is unique about it? And how does it sort of elevate the guest's experience? You know, what we are currently doing is very much wellness and wholeness and using Mm. simplicity, you know, ingredients, especially from the Akarabo Garden. We harvest, we plant, I'm using um, Pride Farms, who's assisting us in our garden and they help us to know which seeds to plant, when to plant, when to harvest. And they all women farmers, which is so close to my heart, you know, giving back to the community, but especially the women who I find is quite hardworking, like super hardworking because they've got a family to feed. And I use 90% of Akarabo garden in our menus and keeping it simple, keeping it fresh and also using local spices that I can find here and interestingly enough Rwanda doesn't like burned spices they like more of the flavorful spices in terms of cumin and cinnamon a little bit of coriander seeds and uh, lots of fresh herbs because I understand that spices is quite expensive in the country so using what we can get from around here amazing and you know I love that you've referenced sourcing the ingredients just from 
your garden. Are there any favorites you have? And how do you sort of infuse these into your dishes? <laughs> the raspberries okay so we have two types of raspberries in the garden and this has been an internal joke because we've harvested like a a kilo of raspberries (laughs) but 900 grams was taste tested by me um 50 grams by gm's two-year-old and 50 grams by the birds Okay. And, but you know, I, I do have a very good explanation okay. for this, but let me just clear the air, you know, from Akaraba garden to the kitchen, it's a long walk. <laughs> it is. I can vouch for that. Okay. So I need sustenance <laughs> to go from the garden. I pick these handful of berries and then I walk to the garden as You know, they're quite precious. So I try to walk fast, but I've got to walk really slowly because they're precious cargo in my hand. So by the time I get to the kitchen, there's about 100 grams for the guests. (laughs) So I always suggest to guests, you know, please come and have your breakfast or your brunch in the garden. It's a beautiful day. And then you can pick your own berries. And then we pick some lettuce and then... We'll pick some gooseberries, which is amazing, the Cape gooseberries. Also, we'll pick some green beans and some rainbow carrots, which I just wash and I quickly just toss them in a pan with a little bit of olive oil and some just pick some fresh herbs in the garden, toss, 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 and there you go. A quick, fresh, wholesome, wellness, simplistic dish. And you know what's amazing uh-huh. about it? That carrot was just harvested not even five minutes ago and it's on your plate luckily right um i well i got lucky enough to try yeah but you know i've got i've got to you know quality of course no it's it's important it's important that you do that yeah (laughs) and you know vani one of the things for me i just remember getting just amazed at the at the location right of of the of volcanoes national park and the lodge and walking into the nursery and immediately feeling at peace right just feeling transported yes. and just like everything stands still and what is even more interesting is that there's so many different activities that you can do while there you know over and above picking raspberries for your breakfast but you know you could do pottery and it's such a little hub of amazing stillness. And are you able to just tell us a little bit more about that and the amazing stuff that you can do while you're at the nursery? So when guests are there for breakfast or Mm. even for brunch, so while they place their order and it comes from the main lodge kitchen, we have wellness already that they would give you a foot massage or a foot ritual, a hand ritual, a little bit of a Indian head massage, a shoulder, and then your breakfast or your brunch comes out there. So after that, we take you down and then we've set up um, our yoga mat so we could do some yoga and also, um, or just the breathing exercise Mm. or listening to sound therapy and that just brings the wholeness back and then as you said you know that that whole area of Akaraba garden then the nursery is so quiet and so peaceful and all you will hear is just the birds and then you will do a little bit of pottery where you'll get a demonstration and you get the local clay, which is from Nzanzi. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, create your own cup or a little vase or even like a candle holder. And then we show you how we will dry it and how we bake it. And then the next day you come down and have a look, you know, after it's been baked for 12 to 18 hours. Yeah. And guests are so impressed, like, I made that. <laughs> and we go, yes, you did. <laughs> And then if it's not ready, we actually, uh, we um, DHL it to you wherever in the world you yeah. are. And then we will do a little bit of a wine tasting and a snack mm. and light the, uh, the fireplace that's out there. And I don't know when you were there last, I was um, in the process of building uh, mushroom huts. So oh, now we wow. have two mushroom what huts. What is a mushroom hut? That's Oyster amazing. mushrooms. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, I'm going, I should have been a farmer. I should have it's not, been a it's farmer. It's not too really. late. Now that I think you can, about you can, it. You can start it's a farm next to the nursery. It's not too late to be a farmer. <laughs> we'll be supplying all of our I can vegetables. vouch for you. I can put in a good word for you. <laughs> so in the last three months of having the two mushroom mm-hmm. houses, we have harvested over a thousand kilos of oyster wow. mushrooms. It's insane. I can't keep up in our for breakfast, lunch and dinner in Main Lodge Canteen wow. and Kataza mm-hmm. House. So I harvest them and I go sit at our bus stop which is um, where our staff gets uh-huh. picked up. And I start giving them <laughs> mushrooms to take home. So hence where the name Mama Charity oh. came from. I mean, so what we do is we feed the staff at home with all these mushrooms. And mushrooms are high in protein. Really? You know, it's, it's also a country where meat is very expensive. I love it. Um, so we don't... Uh, you're like the... Yeah, so I don't let them get... You're like the, the Oprah Winfrey of mushrooms. You get a mushroom. You get a mushroom. Everyone gets a mushroom. <laughs> well, I'll take it. As long as I'm feeding the nation, I'm happy. Everyone gets fed. And, you know, as chefs, we can never let anyone go mm, hungry. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree with that philosophy. And which brings me to my next question about sort of seasonal produce and local uh, produce. How does that feature in your menu? And what are some of the... Um, fruits or veg that are local to Rwanda that are a big hit at the lodge or at least on your menu? I think year round, we actually get mm-hmm. passion fruits, tree tomato, which I've never, I never understood tree tomato until I came okay. to Rwanda. The first day in quarantine, I got this bowl of tree tomato and I looked at it and I'm like, um, <laughs> what is this? And it says tree tomato. And I'm like, okay, is it a tomato? Is it a tree? <laughs> Uh, and then I cut it and it smelled like passion fruit. And I'm like, I'm confused. And I tasted it and I'm like, now it tastes like lychees <laughs> and mango. Very confused. Tree tomato, I don't understand it. Up till now, almost two years later, I still don't understand a tree tomato. Okay, I'll be honest with you, but it makes the most delicious jam. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. You made that for us, and I wanted to cry in joy. Oh, so good. And then I said, okay, we need to make a cordial out of this, you know, something that is unique to us. Mm. And then at Volcano, we do that tree tomato cordial, the tree tomato jam. Yes, please, I'll bottle it. And guests would actually ask, can we take some home with us? Yeah. And then lots of passion fruit, watermelon, 
I've never, I mean, I thought Durban, we had watermelon. Mm. But here, the watermelon and the pineapple, next level. It is constantly sweet. And it's just naturally grown. I really think it's the volcanic soil Mm. that these fruits grow on. And they are so healthy. They're so delicious and so watery, you know. So those are the four fruits that we serve year-round. And our guests understand that, you know, we're not flying in grapes and strawberries. We get lots of little, but our strawberries over here are ground strawberries. So they're super tiny and they're super delicious. Gooseberries from the garden, raspberries. I mean, I use what I can find, what I can harvest, what I can get from the next farm. And those little bananas in at, <laughs> in Durban or South Africa, we call them ladyfingers, but <gasps> next level, right. next level, those tiny little bananas. And we give them to guests on when they go trekking. And then guests come back and they go, they've never eaten those bananas before. And I was like, yeah, they they're different. They have such a beautiful vanillary, almost like a, I want to say caramelly, vanillary flavor. Mm. I want a banana. Now I want a banana. I wish we had those <laughs> here in Nairobi, but you know, maybe I need to come back. Maybe that's the solution. <laughs> I think you must, you know, you know, we are going to be 30 next yeah. month. So come and celebrate with oh, us. Come for Christmas. Happy. I'll welcome you to the third floor. I mean, I've been here since April, so... Maybe it's a cause for celebration again. (laughs) And Vani, let's talk about sustainability, right? I did come to learn sustainability is vital for Singita. And Singita is guided by their 100-year purpose on sustainability. So how do you think this extends in terms of culinary practices and culinary choices? How does that reflect into that? So... On our menu, I I use what I can find, what I can cut, what I can harvest from the Mm. garden. And also farmers next door, like tomatoes, beautiful tomatoes in the country, but we are too high and too cold for tomatoes to grow. But in Masanze, the tomatoes grow like weed and also basil and dodo, which is amazing. It's the local spinach and also known as sukumawiki. Mm. And what I can harvest... I do. And um, in terms of fish, I use just Nile perch, tilapia, and sambaza, which is all river lake fish. I mean, I'm not going to bring in fish from Norway, like Norwegian Mm. salmon. I know I do have guests, the odd guests that would say, oh, we only eat salmon and we'll have to tell the agent. I'm terribly sorry. We're a landlocked country and it's very sustainable so we only use what we can harvest and what we can fish we get beautiful local river crayfish Mm. it looks like little prawns so delicious so sweet you know normally like prawn meat is has got a natural sweetness to it but this little crayfish it looks like marron as well because it's got the little spinces but so delicious and rather keep it local and also what like we said you know very sustainable i'm not bringing in things and even flying in fruits from around the world even if it's down yeah. south you know you see the most beautiful stone fruits coming out now and cherries and as much as i would love to have have them I can't tell a story about these ingredients I love that and you know for me that was so inspiring to experience when we got to sample food from your kitchen and from that menu that everything was literally from nearby and 
it just also yeah. for me as an African gives me a great sense of pride to see that, you know, ingredients are being used from our native land and our soil. And that just gives me immense pride. So, yeah, I love that you do that. You know, we've just, you know, sugarcane just grows like weed here. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just bought a sugarcane juicer. Oh and my God, we've yes. put it in the canteen. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing concentrated juice or just buying a sugary juice, artificial sugary juice, so we juice the sugarcane and we add a little bit of ginger to that and some lemon juice. Oh my God, <gasps> yum. It is so healthy. And we have also um, do it as little sugarcane shots for our guests. Um, and we put it in the deli. And I've just made, I said to pastry chef, let's try something, okay? So we made a sugarcane sorbet and a sugarcane ice cream. And on our local evenings, we do this um, as a, the sugarcane sorbet more as a palate cleanser. Uh-huh. And then they go... Is the sugarcane or what am I tasting? Ginger or lemon? And using, you know, the local lemon's got quite a rough skin. Yeah. So we use just the zest of that because it just gives it that nice, perfumey, lemony, oily, that oh, wow. next level. And then the sugarcane ice cream. No, wow. no, 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 no. That sounds delicious. <laughs> So keeping it very much local yeah. and the sugarcane is right from the next farm. So we've made friends with the farmer <laughs> and then I we we took him a cup of sugarcane juice and we've taken him like scoops of the ice cream and sorbet and gave it to him. And, you know, he doesn't speak a word of English, but we understood each other. We're having this whole conversation <laughs> with the hand signed language and everyone just looking is like you are a chef. <laughs> You're another one. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. I love how you turn all these interesting local produce into amazing new creations. I find that so creative and so cool. And yeah, I really celebrate that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about wildlife, right? Because a lot of people come to Singita for the wildlife experience. And for me, it was my first time you know, seeing gorillas and experiencing mountain elephants and it was amazing. So I just wanted to, I was curious, <laughs> does the wildlife in any way inspire the culinary experience uh, at Singita? Oh, yes. Now, you know, gorillas, they just chomp the whole day on the um, bamboo and their leaves and so does the golden monkeys, right? And then we have these big buffaloes. They look like cows. I yeah. think they have the personality of they cows. Do. So when I say to guests, when they come, and I said, I have two, just two things that you need to remember. One, you're going to graze because I'll be putting food on the table. And like the buffaloes graze, the gorillas graze the whole day and the golden monkeys and I said but I take no responsibility for any clothes getting tight on you because that's not my problem I take no responsibility disclaimer here I said read the fine prints our menu is mainly plant-based so I mean we live the whole wellness and wholesome simplicity you know that's that's where it is 
These guys are happy to chew their bamboo, to graze on their grass and just be. But those naughty little monkeys stealing the potatoes. So yes, so our menu is plant-based. So up here, yeah, we can do it. And no guests question it though. Mm. And that's the fun of it. Yeah, and I I really love that, you know, it's plant-based, you know, right now with all the calls for being more planet-friendly and sort of giving back. And I know giving back is a really big part of Singita's philosophy. You actually took me to the Singita Community Culinary School, which was incredible. I got all the kids to do a TikTok with me. We were doing the um, dance challenge by Davido, and it was super fun. (laughs) And... You know, I just want to talk about the culinary school and the wonderful students that I met there and the wonderful students that are under your mentorship. Tell me about it. Like, what do you think is the most rewarding part of being a part of this community school, mentoring young chefs? And yeah, just what has that been like for you? It's quite an emotional journey, and it's also been a very eye-opener. These kids that we've chosen to be 10 students, our first year when we did the invitation, we only got 20 applicants, and we chose 10 students. And in the second year, we had about 100. I mean, third year now, we had over 400 applicants. And that, for me, was so heartbreaking, is that they come... And for their interview and in their Sunday best and bring mom and dad and grands and uncles and literally the whole family to come and do this interview. And it breaks my heart that we chose only 10 of these 400 applicants. And I'm like, I'm not only breaking a child's heart, but the whole family. But I have to put that at the back of my mind and saying, okay, we are giving 10 students a chance at a better life, at teaching them a skill that they wouldn't have gotten in the village and more life skills as well. And some of them have never been on a, on a, a bus to Kigali. And now we are ready to send someone off to Chef Liam Tomlin's restaurant in South Africa for 10 days. Wow. They got to get on onto an aeroplane. Yeah. I mean, I saw this little child's eyes. When I say little child, I mean, it's this, the student is 24 years old, but to me, it's a little child that's, that's leaving home mm. and gave him her big hug. And I said, you're going to be fine. Spoke to the hostess and say, literally, please just be with my child the whole way till you get to South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and someone was there from Chef Liam's restaurant to meet them at the airport and take them through. I mean, and then I get pictures and um, videos. I mean, for me, it was a huge eye-opener how much the Singita Culinary School gives back. Mm. And the students that you met on your last trip, they've graduated now. Oh, wow. um, And they are all have been given permanent jobs in the places that they were doing their in-house training. So all 10 students have a permanent job. Isn't that amazing? So truly it is a blessing. I mean, what Singita, the community, and, you know, just doing this culinary course is doing for the community. Yeah. And honestly, I remember meeting Judicael and just, it was just such an amazing experience for her and 
how it literally mm. changed the trajectory of of her life because she did say she wanted to be Africa's next Gordon Ramsay and I was like yes girl yes. that's it <laughs> she is getting there I mean yeah. she's just finished a Toastmaster um, course internally yeah. and on our Singita learning platform um, she's actually one of my top students oh, on this platform yeah no Giselle definitely has that uh, fire Giselle's like next level and not to give too much away we are up for internal promotions. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. That is so exciting. I'm so happy for her. We really bonded when I was there. And, you know, I, I could see a lot of myself in her. As I said, I turned 30. And, you know, she's just sort of starting out her career. And she's super ambitious and is so driven, so disciplined. And we had such a wonderful conversation over at Singita Kwitonda just by the by the deck overlooking the the view and it was such a powerful moment for me speaking to her and seeing mm. a lot of myself in her that you know in that moment I just felt so connected and so inspired at the same time so I'm really glad about the work you're doing for this kids Vani honestly <laughs> it's it, it I don't know if anybody's told you like thank you and thank you thank you thank you but thank you like you're doing the Lord's work. Thank truly. you. No, for me, it's education is the most powerful tool for me, for youngsters. It's And, and Giselle also reminds me a lot about me because, mm. you know, coming from a typical Indian family where um, my family still believes in arranged marriage. And, you know, if my parents didn't have that foresight of, of moving and thinking, okay, I want something more for my child than just a marriage and just being a housewife. So they also pushed. And when I see myself when in my when I was in my young 20s and I think, wow, you know, coming out of a typical Indian family and where I am now, you know, I also thank the Lord and thank my parents for that and for giving me that opportunity. And so this is my way of giving back to my parents and for having that foresight. So teaching, I love. Educating, I love. Wow. No. Other than cooking and eating. <laughs> I love that. No, that's really beautiful. And I'm I'm glad that we're sort of coming to the close of this conversation on a very inspirational and aspirational note. But before we close, could you maybe share with our listeners just a little bit more about where and how they can support initiatives like the culinary school? Where can people plug in if they were interested in supporting some of the amazing initiatives. Guests can go on to www.singita.com and also we have on our website and have a look on our conservation and where they could donate towards these kids. And it goes towards a good cause. You know, every cent helps in educating. And we have three different Singita culinary school. Our first one is based in Kruger National Park, which opened a few years ago. And also all those kids have been employed, which is great. And, you know, whether it's all our different lodges in South Africa and also there's two of them which are on the boats, which is amazing to hear. And two, which I just found out from Chef Tace, who's our culinary teacher. He's just found out that two kids have traveled overseas and are based in the States now. And then we have our school in Tanzania, 
also, um, all the kids get employed and they all go into lodges, into our lodges in Tanzania. And we've got six properties from Mara to explore Faru Faru, Sabora and Sasakwa Lodge. So all these kids get taken up, like literally we <laughs> scoop them up. And we also do initiatives where in partnership with Chef Liam Tomlin from Chef's mm-hmm. Warehouse is that we send kids over to his restaurants to get that international exposure Mm. to what real cooking in the city is and what life out there in the bush is. So guests can donate on those platforms. Amazing. And Vani, do you have any final words as we bring this to a land, as we bring this to a close? Any final things for our (laughs) listeners today? Keep cooking. Come and visit us in Singita, but enjoy the simplistic food, wholeness food, and just keep it real, you know, let the ingredients speak for itself and come and visit soon you. (laughs) I love it. No, I will definitely make a plan to come and visit again. And I guess for me, my final parting thoughts would be, wow, what an incredible life-changing experience it is to eat from your menu, eat from your kitchen and learn so much from you and meet Giselle and all the amazing students that graduate from the culinary school. I think everybody needs to experience that. So yeah, I also extend that warm welcome. And I guess we've now come to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, Vani, for just bringing your full self. It's been so nice catching up and hanging out. And of course, I'd like to thank the listeners. You've been listening to Safari Conversations, the Singita podcast. And of course, if you want to follow other episodes of the podcast, you can follow this and subscribe to this platform or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you so much. It's been real and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow other episodes of our podcast series, Safari Conversations, please follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from or on our website at singida.com.